So while it might not be easy to hear this, it's actually really, really great news because once you know and understand this, that's when you can start to heal. And I mean heal quickly. Like Guy said, it literally happened in an instant. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? that one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we're here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right. So today, the review was actually a two-star review, but I would love to read it anyway because it comes to us from someone really inspired is the name. And the headline is F word gets in the way of a potentially powerful message. So I wanted you guys to know, look, honest review is an honest review. So really inspired writes, I feel bad saying this, but it was very difficult to listen to what I know and feel has the potential to be a great and powerful message between all of the F words. I really wish the podcasters would stop using the F word like a comma. If they can lose the swearing, I would give this a five-star review. Well, really inspired. I fucking love the review. So thank you so much. And uh, to everyone else, if really inspired, by the way, if you email me at elon at satoriprime.com, although you might not still be a listener, uh, I will be happy to send you a wonderful present. For the rest of you, if you are inspired to leave us an honest review on iTunes, Please do, and then when I read it out loud, I will send you a present as well. All right, now on with the fucking show. What I'm about to share with you is very, very special and very, very unique, so I hope that you get a ton of value from it. We, last Thursday, uh, so about a week ago, we did our first part of a series that we're doing right now on live webinars, and this was part one this section is all about how the ego has devastated your life for better or for worse. Interestingly enough, some people have some very powerful questions, but specifically this section is geared for you to understand how this ego functions, what it's robbed you of your life and what are tools that you can start to use and to bring awareness to how this operates in your life. So I don't want to ruin anything else. I want to just dive in. Keep in mind, this is a live webinar, so there are going to be times where we maybe pause or ask for for people to respond and engage. So um, enjoy this. See you soon. Uh, Does anybody know what a plot point is? Think about in a movie. Do you know what a plot point is? All right, so um, 
plot point, the definition of a plot point is it's a significant event within a plot that spins the action around in another direction. So said another way, similarly in life, when something happens to you that causes a massive shift in you and that shift basically creates a desire for you to change. So I'll give you some examples. It could be hitting a tree with your car or getting in a car accident, uh, going through a divorce, being diagnosed with cancer, right? All of these things cause a massive shift. So what I'd like to start today is by giving you a bit of background on the story of our plot point. I'd actually like Guy to kind of tell you a little bit about the journey. Bro, do you mind sharing the story? If you could do it quickly, I guess in like two, three minutes or so about um, how we ended up starting this journey or how you kind of took our family down this journey, where you were at. Specifically. Oh, de- developmentally, you mean? Yeah, when you, I remember the story of when you blacked out and oh yeah, yeah, passed out. that was your con- that was kind of your plot point, right? Yeah, yeah. So without getting into uh, the nitty gritty, getting all emotional and tearing up on you, you guys, the uh, you know the basis of what led me to do developmental work um, is from about I can remember from about twelve years old starting to feel that way, but from about twelve to nineteen, uh, I dealt with uh, depression, with anger, with suicide, a lot of different things like that. Um, when I was 19 years old and, and, you know, there was a point where it had gotten uh, into like the family ether that I was dealing with this at a pretty significant level. And my conversation for getting help at the time was I didn't really want it. I looked at everyone else and everyone looked really happy to me. And I was like this miserable, like little monster running around that just hadn't figured out quite yet how to be happy. And that was just my perception of reality at the time. And for whatever reason, when this kind of came to the surface in the family and I got offered um, any kind of support or help, I declined it because I felt stupid, like not being able to figure this out on my own. So I constantly declined uh, any kind of help. But I was 19 years old. It was my sophomore year of college. And uh, just because of the way that I was, circumstances were always like difficult for me. Everything was painful, difficult. I was always kind of the victim. And I came home to uh, spend a month and kind of alleviate some of the stress of college and I was having a conversation with my parents. And during that conversation, I actually uh, like blacked out, like just clicked off and fell to the ground. And my parents were uh, uh, obviously concerned as parents would be. And I wasn't like, I, it scared me, not to the level that I was like, concerned for my life, but I remember they sent me to the doctor. I got an EKG and an echocardiogram for those that don't know, it's like a, a heart thing where they check, you know, if you're on rhythm, anyway, it doesn't matter. And everything came back positive. And I knew that it would because I knew that nothing was wrong physically, but up here was an absolute disaster. And I knew that what had happened was there was a, a literally so much stress within my body that my body's like needed a moment to like reset. Um, but that did scare me straight. Like that was the first time I was like, whoa, this stuff is like physically showing up. This is not just in my head. Like my body is literally responding to it. And in a year before that, I had heard about a program that a a family friend had done. And I didn't really know much about it. I heard it was like life tools that sounded really hokey to me and kind of stupid. Um, But I heard that it had helped this gentleman with his relationship with his daughter. And that's all I knew about it. And uh, I went and did this program. And it was so life changing for me that I remember the first time I called my parents during that program from the first hello they were crying and I didn't know why. Same here. What? Same here. Same with Elon. 
Um, and I remember just saying hello and them starting to cry in there. And I'm like, what, what are you crying about? I never told you anything. And they said, we were, we were kind of ready here in your voice that something has shifted. And it was like that big of a shift for me. And my shift was so big, like so big that it, to everybody else, it must've looked like I lost 150 pounds. And in essence, I kind of did because it was like spiritual weight that I lost, but I was such a different human being after that experience. And I have literally have not been the same since that I immediately knew if somebody like me was going through that, you know, somebody who was like slept with bedrock, had given up on their life, had a countdown clock in their head to shifting to like joyful and experiencing the magic and serendipity of life. If I could experience that, then this was really available to anybody. Right. And it happened in a moment. In a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Really in a moment of realization, I went from being completely convinced the way that life was, the way reality was to having a completely different context and showing up in a completely new way. Yeah. So really what I want to talk to you guys about today is the world of the ego. And Guy at that time for, for about seven years that I can remember was super depressed, um, suicidal. I found out much later. I didn't know that at the time. Just went to a really dark place. And it's all because the, the snap happened when he understood how to relate to his ego in a very different way. And so today's conversation, the things I want to share with you are all about making that separation between you and ego understanding what the ego has been doing and how it's been, for lack of a better term, controlling your life up until today and give you a sense of what it looks like to be on the other side of that. That's about as far as we're going to get to today. And then as we keep building on these, um, our intention is to do these weekly is we're going to give you start to drip in different tools, but I want to give you an idea of kind of the work that we do and why this is so important. Cause Look, the world of the ego is a world of constant agony and suffering. In other words, to the ego, you can give it a new car, you can buy it a new house, you can buy it a whole bunch of toys, take it on vacation, get it drunk, give it sex, and then you wake up in the next morning and it like pins the list again (laughs) right to your forehead and it's like, it doesn't matter what you give it. It feels insecure or not worth it or not good enough. It's like, hey, sucker, get me this, get me that, buy me this, buy me that, go here, go there. Bottom line is your ego is not your best friend. I mean, far from it. Now, some people think that it is their best friend or it is them even because you hear it talking to you all day long. It gives you opinions about this, about that, about him, about her. This is good. This is bad. Don't do this. Do that. This is scary. Run away. Just on and on and on. And when Guy said that he passed out, it's because that stuff just got so loud and so crazy that the system just shut off. Mm -hmm. The system literally just shut off. So our, our take on life is that unless you learn how to create a new relationship with your ego you're doomed. I mean, doomed like at best to a pretty mediocre existence. Okay. And we all have negative experiences. Like if you're a human being and you're breathing, you have negative experiences. But if you want to know what negative experiences really boil down to, this is a very simple way to to remember this. And you can write this down. A negative experience is simply this. It's a contradiction 
to the ego's opinion. I'll say it again. A negative experience is simply a contradiction to the ego's opinion. So I'll give you a few examples. Ego believes that you should have a pain-free, uh, I'm sorry, a pain-free existence. You fall off a ladder, or you do whatever, you break your arm. Contradiction doesn't match with reality. Ego believes you should have abundance, ease around money. You get laid off. Contradiction. Ego believes that you should have peace and love in all of your relationships. Your spouse and kids drive you absolutely bananas. Contradiction. Ego believes that you should be cozy and warm. Then there's a blizzard. Contradiction. You get the point? So here's the major takeaway I want for you guys to grab right now. And this is really, really important. So again, you may want to write this down. All, I mean all, emotional pain is self-inflicted. I'm going to say that again. All emotional pain is self-inflicted. Now, I know that's probably not an easy thing to hear because you've gone through pain. You've probably had, you know, crazy experiences in your life. But the ego is what makes you feel the pain. It's your reaction to the circumstance that has you feel that pain. So while it might not be easy to hear this, it's actually really, really great news because once you know and understand this, that's when you can start to heal. And I mean heal quickly. Like Guy said, he didn't have to go through a long seven-year process to get out of the seven-year process that he went through. It literally happened in an instant. I mean, he can tell you the long version of the story, but it was like he was walking down the stairs and he actually remembers the moment that his heel touched the ground and his whole life changed. Okay, because there's that disconnect and that's really what we're looking for. So for Guy and I, living a life that's driven by ego, in our opinion, and I'm not saying this is true, you can kind of, you know, make your own opinions on this, but a life driven by the ego is not a life worth living. Hi there, my friend. I just wanted to take a quick minute here in case some of you skip these intros on the shows and let you know about our amazing community that's changing people's lives all over the world. It's called The Collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know if this is worth my investment, I thought I'd share just what some of our members have been saying. Take a listen to these reviews. Something about being around you and Guy is magic. I grow more when I'm a part of your tribe. The conversations around love have changed me more than I'm sure I'm even aware of. I ask for answers and half the time, I don't even know what I'm asking for. And then always the perfect thing shows up. I've never felt so free. Another writes, growing stronger and more independent every day, full of self-belief, living in the now, and I am love. I do feel free because I've released what was, surrendered to what is, and I'm excited as to what will be. And lastly, one of the best decisions I've made in a long time was the one I made roughly two weeks ago to begin meditating and connecting with Elon and Guy Ferdman of Satori Prime in their collective. So, If you like this podcast and this form of education, I am sure that you will absolutely love The Collective. And the best part is we're offering a 14-day free trial for you to just come and check it out. You really have nothing to lose. Once the trial is done, check this out. Your investment is just $9 a month. I mean, that's less than one of those fancy cups of coffee or a glass of wine or beer. So if you head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now, and invest in yourself? Or are you not worth the $9 investment? 
Look, you can lock this price in right now before we realize it's way too low and crazy and change our minds and bump it up. Again, head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and lock your price in at just $9 a month. We look forward to seeing you on our next collective training. Now on with the show. I didn't ask this of Guy, but I mean, he can chime in and I'm sure you'd, you'd agree with me that you'd rather live even a week or two self-actualized, like a self-actualized adult, than live 80 years at the constant beck and call of the ego, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without I, a doubt. I, I just like even to take it a step further, I remember coming out of Vipassana in November, uh, I think I experienced like love and happiness and purity in a way that I had never experienced it before. And I remember thinking in that exact moment, like if uh, like a moment of this is worth a lifetime like it is bigger than a lifetime of pain and like suffering and all that stuff. Like I literally, I even made a video. I said, if I die today or even 600 years from now, know that I died happy because I got to experience that singularity of moment that was like that. Yeah. And that's what this work is all about. That's what this journey is all about. So what you need to understand is that 97%, if not more of human beings live their entire life unaware that there's an ego running the show for them. Unaware, imagine going like 80 years and not even having a clue that your entire existence was run by this ego, who you thought was yourself. So I wanna make a really bold assertion here. And I wanna tell you that we believe that you, my friends, are here listening to this right now because you're different. You're just like us. You're, I'm gonna call you weirdos, okay? And I mean that in the best, most loving way possible on a second, but you're the ones who feel deep inside that there has to be another way to live life. I mean, because let's be serious here. What's the point of living life if the experience of life is pain, anguish, worry, suffering? Is that like really a life worth living? So I want to ask you guys a question, okay? And I want you guys to really think about this. If today was your last day on earth, how would you assess that you lived your life. If you really looked within and assessed, what would you say you've done so far? Have you been there present? Have you been at the controls directing and designing your life? Or have you been a passenger on your ego's bus? Mm -hmm. And I really want you guys to be honest with yourself. And look, there might be some areas of life where you're the driver. And there might be other areas of life where you're clearly the passenger, okay? And that's really important to understand too. Most people, in fact, I mean, I probably think almost everyone is completely unconscious of this choice. And so what they do is they get on the bus and be driven. And so ask yourself, why? Why would someone knowingly get on this bus and not take control of their own life. It's because it's easy. It's much easier to be a passenger. Driving your own life, man, takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of presence, an extreme amount of conscious awareness. It takes responsibility. It takes integrity. But doing the inner work, like doing this stuff in here, For Guy and I, that's the whole game. That's the whole game. In fact, I would 
venture to say that, and Guy, tell me if you agree with this, that's the only game worth playing. Been playing it endlessly for the last uh, 14 years. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Right? <laughs> There's no end to it. There's no finish line to it. But yeah. your life unfolds in the most brilliant of ways. Yeah, it's like, it's like enjoying playing sports or a musical instrument or painting or anything else like that, except it's like uh, your life is the canvas, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it's not easy, right? Like it's, it's, it's not that. And the other problem is that there isn't this, you know, spirit guide walking around and recruiting people and like tapping them on the shoulder or sending them an email or a message on Facebook or whatever and be like, hey, buddy, would you like to start your journey going within? <laughs> right? Like it doesn't happen. You're the one that has to have the desire to live your life differently. You are the one that must initiate it. The cavalry ain't coming. You have to be the one to raise your hand and say, you know what? I'm done with this nonsense. I want to change and I want it now because if I don't do it, I'm literally going to bore myself stupid. So most people, what they do is they talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. Some of them even begin a process. Right? Like they'll start something, they'll try something. But statistically, whether it's spiritual work, whether it's working out, whether it's starting a business, statistically, most of you will never follow through. And you want to know why? It's not even your fault. The ego is lazy, it's just flat out lazy. It gets comfortable, it likes where you're at. Why? Because it knows that it can survive this thing where you're at, even though it might be complete crap. It knows that we can survive this. And so it makes you lazy. But if you truly want to go inward and really start manifesting a huge, like, I mean, big beyond belief, a loving, abundant, incredibly outrageously awesome life, your desire must be way, way stronger than your ego. Secondly, your word must be law. Your relationship to your word has to be absolute. Consistently. Consistently. And when it tapers and it's off, if you don't have the power to bring that back, you are screwed. And I'm going to explain to you why in a second. Yep. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen by you listening to a 30-minute audio tape or being even on a webinar like this. It doesn't happen by you reading a book or watching a movie. If you want this type of life, it takes discipline. So I want to put you guys on the spot a little bit, okay? And I want you guys to choose right now whether this is a game that you want to play or not. And I'm going to ask you a few questions, okay? So ask yourself, am I serious? Am I truly committed to making this change in my life or, or, and I want to just preface this. I don't care and I won't judge you either way. I'm clear that every single one of us is on a journey. I'm clear that every one of us is at different parts of that journey. And I'm clear that the people that are on the journey at the right time with us and resonate with us will continue down that path with us. And I'm also clear that those that aren't nothing wrong. Like you're perfect. You're exactly where you need to be. We're just not there right now with you. Got it. 
So the question is, am I serious? Am I truly committed to making this change in my life? Or am I going to be lazy about this like every other time? Am I going to remain my ego's passenger? Or am I going to go to that driver's seat and claim my rightful place as the driver of my own life? So I want to give you an example of how this how you teetering back and forth like this completely destroys your life. How many of you have wanted to or have started a meditation practice? Here's what happens every time. And I don't care what it is that you say that you want, but every time you do something like this, in other words, you say, I'm going to meditate every day for 10 minutes, but then you do it one day or two days. And then you start hitting the snooze button and you miss a day. Then you miss another day. You'll do one day. Every time you do that and you put this off, like you said, I'm going to do this and you don't, what you're telling your ego is this. You know what, ego? I don't really care about this stuff. I mean, it sounds really good, but I'm, you know, I'm really not that serious about it. And here's what the ego says. Great. Let's skip it today. And as soon as that happens, you're screwed. Yeah. You're literally screwed because what happens is you've basically programmed your ego and give them power. Every time you do this about anything you said that you want, your ego gets stronger and stronger. You see this in uh, relationships that are failing. You see this in relationships to health that are failing. I mean, any relationship in your life that is failing. So like, I believe that everything is just a relationship to self, to your health, to the world, to politics, whatever it is, right? You have a relationship to everything. And Elon's absolutely right. Like any relationship where if you give your word to a woman or to a man and then you don't honor that word, how does that relationship go? So with self, right, with ourselves, it's the same thing. It's why so many people have challenges around their health or they can't make it to the gym or they don't eat the way that they should, right? It's just these little micro commitments that they're constantly programming the ego to say, it's okay to fail at that. Don't worry, we'll get to it tomorrow, right? It's always putting it off into the future, like a someday conversation, except someday never comes. Exactly. Marco, by the way, I just came back in here to check some questions. I saw Marco (laughs) posted a great question. He said, do you think the ego is also responsible for making us want to succeed and do great things in life? So the answer is kind of two-sided, okay? Um, Yes, the ego can absolutely have people have incredibly successful financial lives. The problem is that the motivation to get there, the motivation to drive towards that. So I, we do a lot of personal coaching. We do a lot of one-on-one coaching and we work with some pretty freaking high level people. I mean, we're charging anywhere between three to five grand a month to work with these people one-on-one. And I can assure you, like while these people have made millions of dollars, their ego made millions of dollars. And it doesn't matter at some point, whether they're 30 or 50 or 60, they get to a point in their lives where they just kind of wake up and they go, wow, this was not the ride that I thought I signed up for. Like, this is not all it's cracked up to be. This is, and they feel empty and their relationships suck and their health suffers and all because what the ego, somebody told the ego one time that you can't make it. You'll never make it. And then they go out there and like, I will fucking prove all of you wrong. And their entire existence, their entire energy, their entire everything has gone to proving someone wrong. 
Did they make a lot of money? Yes. They feel just as empty as when they didn't have the money. I was going to say, it's like, what, what is your definition of what success means? If it's a number in your bank account, then by many measures, the ego has made many people successful. If when you've gotten to a number, you're just at that number. And then the next thing is, all right, well, I got to consume more. I got to get more. I got to do more. Let's get to that next number. And there's zero satisfaction. And we hear this, by the way, all the time with successful people, like they make it to the promised land. We hear celebrities all the time who say like, I have all this money and they still have all these issues. It's because like externally they've taken care of everything that has to do with survival. They basically won the game. Yep. Right. That game is like victorious. Like you couldn't, you can't do better. And they're just completely empty and there's nothing. And they have yet to do the inner work, which is why I think you see so many celebrities turning to spiritual practices. You see a lot of celebrities like, you know, got like Kabbalah got kind of trendy and all these different things because they're looking in different places for answers that they thought they were going to get by having celebrityism and, you know, making a lot of money that it just didn't solve. Yeah. So it can reach certain levels of income or money or whatever success in that realm, but you do it for all the wrong reasons and it burns you out. And so even chasing that, it's just like the ego wanting, I want more, I want more, I want more, give me more shit, more stuff, more power, more this. And so you, you just have to analyze for yourself, if, is that what's driving you, right? So the point of all this is that if we're going to go on this journey together, if you're going to take this ride with Satori Prime, I need you all, and I mean all, to take an oath right now. And I'm actually going to do an oath, okay? Because what I want you to do is I want you to be committed 100% to this process so that if you're not, just check out now. Don't give your ego more ammunition, Like if you don't want to do this and this is not something that you're really committed to, just don't do it. So the message is if you come to play with us, we do it all the way. And if you're not ready for that, um, again, absolutely zero judgment. We totally understand. You're just not here yet. I'm sure we'll see you on the path at some other time. But in the meantime, if you're not, this would be a perfect time to leave this, this conversation. Okay, seriously, like no hard feelings, no nothing. If this isn't a game, like for us, this isn't a game. This is your life. This is our life. We don't have a practice life. None of us know how much time we have on this little blue planet. So the question I always ask myself and Guy and I kind of bounce this question off each other quite often is, if you had two weeks left to live, what would you do? How would you live that life? So here's our game. Our game at Satori Prime is to transform humanity. That's our game. So you need to choose right now for yourself if you're a player in that game or not. The question is, are you 100% in or are you one of these like, oh, let me see or let me try or, you know, that that kind of guy or girl. And make that decision for yourself. And again, like we won't judge you either way, but you have to be all in or this will end up being like everything else you've tried in your life and it just won't work. So question, are you done with your ego controlling your life? Are you ready to grab that steering wheel of life and see what you're actually capable of? And if you are, and I hope that, you know, whoever chose to leave that left already, but for everyone that's here, I want you to take this oath with me. Okay. So wherever you are in your car, in your house and whatever, I want you to repeat this oath with me. Okay. 
I, and then say your name, <laughs> promise to live my life as my true, infinite, and authentic self. I choose this journey as my life's journey. I'm 100% committed to the process. The ego may try to control and derail me from my path. I will not let it. I will remain strong. I will honor my word as thyself. I will be powerful, courageous, and bold. I will be me. I would have loved to be a fly in the wall in the people's houses that actually just sat there at the computer and just said that to themselves. Okay. <laughs> here's what I, I, I too want to be a fly in the wall. So here's what I'd love to hear from you guys in a word or two. When you declare that to the universe and to yourself, how did that make you feel? So hopefully you actually did that oath with me and I would love to find out how that actually made you feel. What, when you said that to yourself, what occurred in your body? What occurred in your mind? If you're listening to this on iTunes, leave it in a review or a comment box. I hope you got a ton of value. Can't wait to hear from you. Hope you're having an amazing week and we'll see you soon. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.